dodging anybody, all right? I was not dodging anyone or anything. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. A day late with the recap podcast. So uh, just here's the deal. I was out of town at a wedding all weekend for a good friend um, on the East Coast. I could not get this up on Sunday. I watched all the games. I'm all caught up. I couldn't get it up Sunday. And I've got OU fans saying, hey, man, where's your podcast? You're just dodging the fact that, uh, you know, you picked Texas in this game. Come on, guys. I mean, I've been doing this for years. Many of you have been listening for years. I appreciate every one of you. I've never dodged any of my opinions on this show. Never. All right. I had a personal conflict, had a wedding. It's Monday. We're getting it up. And I appreciate you uh, being a little flexible with us, all right? We're brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. I've been using them. Went 2-1 and one in the picks this past week. Did pretty well. So uh, I think I would have hit all three if, if I would have hit all three if Baylor Tech didn't go to overtime. I was feeling good about the under at halftime when it was a 6-3 game. Um, but we'll talk more about that. And please leave us that rating, review, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play helps us out tremendously. We'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. If you do that, just email me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, let's talk OU Texas. I got Texas on covering the spread. I obviously missed on the outright pick. And to be totally fair, I probably should not have covered the spread. OU played a significantly better game then did the Texas Longhorns. The worst part of what I said last week was that I thought the Texas offensive line would do a good job against the OU front seven. Horrible, horrible job by me. There's no other way to put it. The OU front seven, led by Kenneth Murray, who I felt like, um, you know, was in two places at once most of the afternoon. Unbelievable day for him. Uh, Just all over the place. Even when he wasn't picking up sacks or tackles, He was just always there, it felt like, in Sam Ellinger's face. The OU defense had nine sacks, 15 tackles for loss. That's a ridiculously good number. Sam Ellinger could not get it going. He was running for his life. Texas had 310 total yards of offense. And kudos to the OU defense, notably the front seven, for keeping this Texas offense in check. They did a great job against the run. Texas only um, averaged 2.8 yards per carry, and Roshan Johnson had a couple of uh, big runs, right? Without that, I mean, OU or would have held Texas to like one and a half yards per carry. They were that good in this game against the run, against that Texas offensive line, and bad job by Texas offensive line. They were talking a lot of smack last week, a lot of smack. Oh, you know, uh, they're, they're pretty good. I forget who it was, but one of the uh, Texas linemen was like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Nothing special, nothing crazy. Well, the Texas offensive line had to eat its words big time on that one, or bigly, as some would say, because OU's front seven was absolutely outstanding. Now, uh, let me say this. It's obviously OU's conference to lose at this point, no doubt about it. But OU uh, probably should have won this game by a couple of scores, right? Jalen Hurts had two turnovers in the red zone, which were not good. Uh, I did not think Jalen Hurts had a particularly great game by any stretch. Now, the numbers are going to tell you different. 16 to 28, 235 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, one interception, 17 carries, 131 yards, one touchdown run. But 
here's the deal for Hertz. Um, and this is something we knew, but he's not Baker Mayfield. He's not Kyler Murray. He's a good quarterback, really good quarterback. And he looks like an even better quarterback in Lincoln Riley's system. He's not Kyler Murray, and he's not Baker Mayfield. Um, this was the best defense he's played. And the Texas defense had its moments. Um, you know, they were really banged up. I mean, Roach went down. Foster was hurt for a little bit. Um, uh, they, and they're already injured in that secondary. It was a tough day for the OU defense. But my fear for OU is that Jalen Hurts going up against an Alabama or Clemson defense, um, you know, Lincoln Riley's going to take care of him. Lincoln Riley's going to let him score points and get him to score points. But my fear is as good as OU is is getting and in, and developing on defense, I still would rather have one of the other two quarterbacks that they've had the past two seasons um, under center. That's just me. I still think this team can get to a college football playoff. And if this defense continues to improve like it is under Alex Grinch, they will be a college football playoff contender. Georgia lost. That is a good deal for OU. That's a good deal for the Big 12 that Georgia lost. We're getting further and further away from hopefully having two SEC teams in there, which none of us want and is going to be ridiculous if it happens again. But let's see how the rest of the season plays out. Um, but I am I, 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 it's not that Jalen Hurts is going to be this team's Achilles heel, but he's not as good as the other two guys. And, and that is obviously something that just has to be said. It's got to be said. It's got to be admitted. It doesn't mean they can't have the success they want to have. He's not going to hold them back, but those two turnovers were uh, they were not ideal, and it did show you a slight flaw in um, in Hertz's game, which Lincoln Riley will do a great job at masking. But he's certainly more of a runner than the other two guys. There's no doubt about that. He's more of a bruiser. He's like a running back. You know, Kyler Murray was not like this when you talk about running between the tackles. Hertz is like this, and I think one thing Lincoln Riley's doing very well with uh, with Jalen Hertz is he's playing to his strengths, right? He's got a lot more designs between the tackles, running up the middle. That's fine. He's got it. So let him continue to do that and do it well. And props to CeeDee Lamb. Hell of a game for him. Ten catches, 171 yards, and three scores. I mean, that was absolutely fantastic for C.D. Lamb. I'm Pete Mundo. Big 12 uh, Week 7 recap show here for you. We're brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus on a minimum deposit of $45. Love those guys and having a lot of fun with our picks on mybookie.ag. All right, let's go to Tech Baylor. Um, The big question, illegal snap in overtime by Baylor was not an illegal snap. It was a bad snap. Texas Tech got screwed. The Red Raiders got hosed. Now, guarantee they would have won the game? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But you got to admit, if you're a Baylor fan, you got away with one. All right? You got away with one. Uh, the team got hosed. If you're Texas Tech, Matt Wells got screwed. His team got screwed. And you feel for the Red Raiders. You absolutely feel for the Red Raiders. Because good chance they would have won that game after that uh, botch snap. For Baylor, hey, uh, the Bears win the game. They're now ranked in the top 20. They are 6-0. and Charlie Brewer did not have a good game. And the fact that Baylor showed that Charlie Brewer can throw three interceptions and they can win the game. Yes, he ran for three scores, but you know that's something that's a side of Baylor we haven't seen, right? You think of Baylor the last couple of years and 
Things got to go perfectly. Brewers got to have a good game. This team now has a defense it can count on, it can rely on. You tell Baylor it scores three points in the first half, and you're like, crud, you know, crap. We're down, you know, two scores, double digits, whatever it might be. That's not good. How are we going to dig out of this hole? Well, they hold Tech to six points on their end. So it wasn't pretty at all. It was not a pretty game, no doubt about it. But uh, Baylor got out of there with the win. They remain undefeated. Uh, This is a team that I think can compete with the top of the Big 12, and I'm going to pick them to beat OU. No, I'm not going to do that. Not at this point in time. But uh, Baylor can run the ball, and they can play defense. Now, that defense took a hit with Clay Johnson. Done for the season. He's still had a heck of a game. Guy had 10 tackles, uh, one and a half tackles for loss, pass defended, eight of those tackles solo. He was shaping up to be arguably the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, and now his Baylor career is done. You feel for him. Baylor's got to figure out how to replace him, uh, not just in terms of his production, but the heart and the soul of that team is um, arguably gone with Clay Johnston going down. This is a huge blow for the Baylor Bears defense, and it's a unit that has exceeded expectations. It has been very impressive. It had five sacks, 11 tackles for loss um, on Saturday, and boy, Johnson going down really hurts this team. But let's not take away from Texas Tech. You know, it gets off to a rocky start. Uh, Jet Duffy did not have his best game, but I'll tell you what. Thompson at running back was great. Over 150 yards on the ground, two scores. The the offensive line was solid. And this team, when Allen Bowman went down, and it looked like Texas Tech's season was more or less over, this team rallied. And that is kudos to Matt Wells, kudos to his entire coaching staff, that this team did not give up. Because if you're a Tech fan, Allen Bowman goes down, and you're sitting there and you're saying, here we go again. Here we go again. We can't catch a break. Our stud quarterback's down. We've got some uh, concerns on both sides of the ball. The season's over. We're going to win four games, and that's it. Instead, what does Matt Wells do? They have a terrible game against OU, and then they rebound, beating Oklahoma State like a drum. The final score didn't show it, but they beat him like a drum. And if uh, the officials don't screw him in this game against Baylor, they may have just beaten a top 25 team on the road, and they might be sitting at 4-2 and two overall and 2-1 and one in Big 12 play. That is a credit to this coaching staff. This defense has been very good. Everything that you've seen from this team so far since Bowman went down has been impressive, and the staff deserves a lot of credit for that. Defense is playing pretty well, and things are clicking right now uh, for this Texas Tech team. They just, you know, they're not catching some breaks. You feel for Wells, you feel for the staff, uh, but I like where this program is going, and that is uh, all the credit of Matt Wells. Good stuff, very good stuff there in Lubbock. So I know this one stings. I get it, I totally get it. But you got to uh, you got to look at the big picture here if you're a Texas Tech fan, and you have to like what you see. There's just there's no doubt in my mind you have to like what you see. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Only three games this week, so let's talk about the third game. That is Iowa State taking on West Virginia. Um, Iowa State October, it's over, right? Game over. 
Iowa State now 9-0 and in the month of October, dating back to, uh, <laughs> this is an amazing stat, dating back to 2017. They just seem to turn things on. Who really turned it on was Brees Hall. I mean, just when you think that Iowa State has got things figured out in that backfield, and I got to be honest, I, I kind of thought that Johnny Lang was going to be the go-to guy, and Derek Duke wrote about that in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from this past week for the Big 12 uh, Brees Hall goes out there, 26 carries, 132 yards, three touchdowns for the true freshman, just ripping it off against uh, against West Virginia over five yards per carry. Brock Purdy was not great, shaky. The tip pick six was a weird deal. But, um, you know, the Iowa State offense is continuing to find its footing, which you know is going to take a little bit of time with Hakeem Butler and David Montgomery gone. But it just seems like every week there's um, a new element. There's somebody new stepping up. LaMichael Petway had a great game, eight catches, 81 yards. So people continue to step up, make their presence felt. I think it's a more balanced offensive attack for Iowa State. And if that offensive line can continue to hold its own, and it did, you know, relatively, three sacks for West Virginia, seven tackles for loss for the Mountaineers defense, which is a very good uh, front line and a very good front seven. That's a pretty good day for Iowa State uh, and its offensive line and its offense in general. Now, West Virginia. The Mountaineers, um, as we talk about them, Jack Allison is not Austin Kendall, and Austin Kendall was having a fine season, but, you know, he's not Baker Mayfield, right? He's not Kyler Murray, the guy who was backing up the past couple of seasons. He's not them. Uh, Jack Allison, it's a tough spot for the guy, all right? You're the backup quarterback, then you get thrust into a game against one of the best defenses in the Big 12, if not the best defense in the Big 12. That is tough. That is admittedly very difficult, all right? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's a tough spot to be thrown into. And when your team can't run the ball, with which West Virginia could not, averaging 1.5 yards per carry on Saturday, that makes life even more difficult for Allison. He was 18-24, 140 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And um, I want to see his his development. I don't know how long Kendall's going to be out just yet. It's a chest injury. We have not heard anything. We may get an update today from Neil Brown. But if Allison's the guy, this season gets even more difficult for the Mountaineers moving forward. I, I generally have liked the fight I've seen from Neil Brown's team. The defense is is underrated there's no doubt about that but uh outside of that there still is a lot of question marks it's not west virginia season all right it's not west virginia season and i'm seeing a lot of complaints um from west virginia fans on twitter i mean maybe it's just kind of loud people in particular right maybe it's just kind of a loud minority i'm not sure how the best way to put this is but West Virginia fans complaining about, you know, Iowa State running up the score or scoring at the end. First off, it wasn't about the spread. The spread was already covered. It was 10 points for Iowa State. And you know what? Iowa State was running the ball. All they did was run the ball. All right? And they did score a touchdown there on their second-to-last drive. And they just kept handing it off. They had Rayal Mitchell in there as backup, and you, West Virginia, could not stop it. Literally, I'm looking at the drive right now. Seven plays, 26 yards after the interception by WVU. 
At this point, Iowa State's up 31-14 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They go, Rail Mitchell run, Rail Mitchell run, Brees Hall run, Rail Mitchell run, Brees Hall run, Rail Mitchell run, Brees Hall one-yard run for a touchdown. Stop the run. They're not throwing it. They're not doing trick plays. I'm sorry, West Virginia fans. I know it's a tough season. We're hanging in there with you. But you got nothing to complain about on that drive. And I know it's a loud minority, but just just stop. You know, move on, get better, get ready for the next game. Uh, but don't complain about that because that is not a fair complaint. Iowa State is a very classy program, and uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that. And I think West Virginia is a classy program. We'll be one under Neil Brown. I just don't think it's fair to complain about that towards the end of that game. Uh, I just don't. So only three games this week. So uh, it was a short or a... Uh, short's the wrong word, but it was not a full week for the Big 12. We know that, you know that, and that's why we only had three games to talk about. So plenty more to get into. Don't forget to check out the Midweek Podcast. We'll have a guest as well, like we always do. We'll release that on Tuesday. And then our full show drops on Wednesday. Please leave that rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie if you do that. And then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and also are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. Appreciate it, guys, and we will talk to you soon, right here on heartlandcollegesports.com.